these combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. Take a look at the world we living in. It's falling apart. Put the glass muscle and guns, but don't show hard. Conversation, let that be a lesson. Speak the truth in the booth, call it confession. Chains of oppression links us together. Any stormy weather, red, blue, black, or white, we can do better. It's AD combos, pay attention. Make links, break chains, yeah, that's the mission. I said, yeah, that's the mission. AD's combos, we gon' show you how the world goes. AD's combos, we gon' show you how the world goes. What's up, America? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to AG's Convos. AG is back on the mic in the PCB studios with Mr. Ken Smith. What up, dude? What's happening, bruh? Nothing much, brother. Good to see you. Yes, sir. It's a week later. Yes, sir. We uh, we got some special guests coming on today. We okay. got one calling in, our our buddy on the inside, Mr. Lynx Not Chains himself, Alonzo Coyne. But before <laughs> we get to that... Can we please get a round of applause for Lil Bruh, Mr. GB7 himself of the GB7 podcast? But today, he's David. What's happening, <laughs> David? What's going on, man? AG Convos. We got Dave from the, PC, from the PCB Studios and the GB7 podcast on the show for the first time. It took long enough. I got to get 15 episodes in before I see you down here, bro. It's yes, not sir. like you don't know how to find a place. What's the deal, man? It's crazy. It's my first time here. I know. I'm it's so crazy. happy, man. It and took, it to took for you. y'all to work, man. For real. Oh, it took for go. y'all to have the best podcast of the year. <laughs> a little shine on there. Not not down in any other podcast you have. Hey, but... Imani might slap you when she see you. Say hey, that. Yeah, she got <laughs> the like hands, so I'm moving back. <laughs> but um, that podcast was something special. Yeah, it was. Um, I I called both of y'all personally, not text. Some people be like, I called you. I'm like, no, you didn't. They be like, well, I text you. I'm like, that's not that's the not same. That's not the same. Thing. Right. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I called both of y'all and was like, keep fucking working. And I knew I had to get down here. Hey, man, I said it on that episode. I say it over and over again. Dave. He demands that people smell their flowers while they still alive. You gave me mine. I appreciate it. You know, I love you, bro. You little bro. Yes, sir. You know, you uh, you definitely had a lot to do with my inspiration to get into this podcasting business because it was not on my radar. I was supposed to be consulting and helping people get their paint businesses up and running. And, you know, we just I just kind of changed my mindset. It sent me in a different direction. I stopped thinking it with that tunnel vision. You know what I mean? Paint was 50% of my life. It was all I knew for 20 whole years. And yeah. it's like, if I'm going to be good at anything, it's going to be this. But that's not what I went to school for. I didn't go to school to be a painter or a contractor. I went to school for business. I went to school for conflict management. I went to school for business leadership. Mm. And I am an executive business coach now. You know, yes, So sir. it's like, well, how do, you, how do you merge these two things and take, get away from your comfort zone? You know, paint being your comfort zone. Get into an element that you're not 100% on board with, the entertainment business, but use what you know to make something new. And before you know it, 
I'm in a PCB studios following Dave and the GB7 podcast with AG's Convos. And then me and Ken got a whole new fucking business started. Yes, sir. Like, what did? Didn't see that coming. Shout out, y'all. That that's one of the things that just make me believe that if you do something for passion, you speak it into existence. And you speak it around the right person. Right. Sometimes that resonates something with them that carries a power that you couldn't even begin to imagine. I I told Boosie in the beginning, hey man, I'm gonna come down here. I didn't even tell him. I said, um, we he was at my house. We were cooking. I'm like, we gonna have, you know, some food. Listen to some music. He came over. I was listening to podcasts, and he mm-hmm. like, what is this shit you listening to? <laughs> right. I'm like, hey, I just just check it out. And it was flagrant too. Shout out Schultz. And he was like, they saying some real disrespect. So I had to give him the back idea right. of it. And he he got into it for a minute, and I was like, this all I want to do, like. All I want to do is talk to people and just bring people around people who can connect. And then he came to me and was like, I think we can do that. Right. I think I got the equipment. What what will we need? And I I told him, blowing him off. Right. Paying him no mind of attention, as I do, Boosie, most of the time. Oh, shit. (laughs) Always. That's why y'all podcast was the best podcast because <laughs> he shitted on me in the way I needed to be shitted on. Right. Mm-hmm. I needed that in my life to know that sometimes I tell the best people around me the worst information ever. and Just to motivate them. And they go out and do it. Right. Well, you know, I think a lot of people need to realize PCB Studio has been around for a while. Yeah. Way been, longer than this podcast. Way longer than either one of these podcasts. Yeah, you know what I mean? Way longer than... It was just yes. a matter of trying to figure out how to... Trademark way longer than... Yeah, just <laughs> how, how do we how do we give this effort some visibility? You know what yeah. I mean? What's, what's the new thing right now? And podcasting was your thing, so we jumped on board. But, you know, I got down here, I'm like, Boosie too good for just voices. Man, I didn't heard this dude make beats. Man. Y'all here to hook to my track. Heard the hook to my track. In your track. Other than my shitty ass verse. Any, anybody who, who can pick up voices, they'll know. That's Ken on both songs, singing both songs, engineering both songs. He did all of the legwork on both tracks. Have multiple songs on the end of my podcast, the GB7 podcast. Absolutely. You can find that on Spotify. Tell them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing shameless, bro. We won. He's a part of the PCB studio, we but he got a mixtape coming out with yeah. songs that he put that matched up with the end of the podcast. Like, I get to the end of the podcast to be ready to turn it off, and then a song will come on, and I'll be like, <sighs> Oh, yeah, I got that. matched the like, whole vibe. His right. creative. That yeah, matched the whole vibe. Yeah. This, yeah, Ken thing. getting his flowers right now, y'all. Yeah, I'm trying to, but he, he boosy on GB7. He can here. This is what I do, Ken, bro. Right? Ken, yes, my father. <laughs> but the point being, man, we, um, you know, we used our individual talents to make a group effort, and it's one big family project. You know, if it wasn't for the GB7 podcast, Boosie Ken would still be Boosie. Mm-hmm. He'd still yeah, be doing still music. Yes, he he may not be in school. He maybe he would be, but he decided, you know what? Art got this uh, idea, and he about to hold my feet to the fire. So I better step my game up. Yeah. Dave said, "Keep pushing, keep pushing, keep working, keep working." And I said, "Why not? You yeah. know, why not do something that makes me uncomfortable? I want people to listen to me, and I want them to get uncomfortable." 
practice what you preach, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's what we doing. You and went out, got the studio, something the studio. uncomfortable. Oh, you Completely no uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but a, a dream, a dream of mine. So I'm like, God damn, this nigga the one that did some shit that. Mm. Another chunk of what that's crazy. I never. What you have to do sometimes, if I, I can give you any advice, is rely on the people you have around you yeah. that have a passion for the thing that you need. Right. You don't have to have the passion for that thing. You right. just have to have trust in the person you delegate that responsibility to. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I knew at one point if we just stayed working, we will end up here. And the crazy thing about what you just said is, I've never had a passion for the entertainment business. No. Ken did. Yes. He had a passion for the entertainment business. You did. You had a passion for the podcasting business. But what I had was a determination to make sure y'all were successful. Yeah. And I have a passion for seeing business problems solved. So when somebody came to me and said, hey, I got a studio and I don't know how to market it. And somebody came to me and said, hey, we got this idea, but we don't know how to put it to work. I'm like, I can figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just and put and you to work instantly. Like, boom. Okay. You know. It my, wasn't instantly. I mean, put it, in the it, work instantly. We, yeah, yes. the work was put in Put in instantly. the work. He Absolutely. instantly started yes. putting in work. Yes. Because yes. I don't have a lot of time to waste. It's mm-hmm. like either we go, you know, I, I, I read this unbelievable book. I can't remember the guy's name. I could look it up, but I make a bunch of background noise, and I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> There's a book called Fail Fast or Win Big. Mm. And one thing I learned from that book was try anything that makes you feel good. But if it ain't working quick, if you can't work at it quick, Drop it and move on to the yeah, next thing. Yes, because if it works quick, you're going to win big. Mm-hmm. So either fail fast, get in it. I failed. I'm moving off of that. I'm going to something else. If you don't fail fast, you'll win big. So mm-hmm. I love that book. You got to check it out. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to talk about you. That with you later. I'm not gonna <laughs> that right now. No problem. No problem. Yes. But the good thing about this conversation is that it kind of speaks on what we're talking about, because what we're talking about right now is three grown men exposing their vulnerabilities to each other. Absolutely. And that is exactly what this conversation is about today. So I'm going to paint a picture for you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's 6.45 p.m. Mina just walked through the door coming home from work. You say, hey, baby, how you doing? Tia just walked through the door coming home from work. You just say, hey, baby, how you doing? Mina, like, I'm so pissed off, I can't breathe straight you're like what happened and then she go into this long spiel about how her boss made her stay over she was supposed to be off at five she didn't get off until 5 45 and you sitting there and you listening to her and you nodding it's probably going in one ear and out the other but she don't have to know that probably right it's definitely you become her sounding board for this frustration and you like go ahead tell me more you know get it off your chest right that's what we do. We absorb all of everybody else's shit. Everybody. Tia, same thing. I can't believe it. I got pulled over today. The cop was looking at me funny, calling me all kind of names, look, trying to get my phone number, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, y'all got some hot little ladies out here, right? Yeah. They go draw some extra attention. And you sitting there going, right, for real, that really happened? No, baby, <laughs> let me know what that cop name is. If I see him, I'm going to knock him. You know what I mean? You yeah. do whatever what's you got to do to make her feel good. What's going through your head, really, though? 
right. at that point in time. No, what I'm asking. What's really going through your head is, I could care less. Right. I just signed this lease. I just signed this lease. I just, you know, I just put in extra hours at work. I just got a pay cut. The kids are, you know, the, the light the light fixture is broken. So coming home, I got to yeah. figure shit out. All, Me and you, Boosie you, you got nine hundred things going on in your head, but you allow her to to utilize you as that release. Mm-hmm. And then she turned around and say, "Oh, I feel better now." How was your day? What do you say? It was cool. Work was work. It was cool. We, you know, no problem. <laughs> now, what the hell is it about us, men, black men? I, I, I really think this is a black man, white man, no matter what kind of man you are. What is it about us that makes us say, I can't give her the same laundry list of problems that she just gave me? I can't identify what you saying, black man, white man, because I, I can. I do. I do know some white men who go through that same thing a that lot. we go through. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I know a whole bunch I, of them. I don't want to discredit their thing. Yeah. A, a big part of what I'm, I'm saying is we grew up in the jungle. Absolutely. We grew up where we cannot show vulnerability. Absolutely. I said on one of our podcasts, the GB7 podcast, you can find it on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> Apple Music, Google Apple Cast, Music, we all yeah. he everywhere. Whatever. Um, I said, growing up in the jungle, I couldn't even tell my granny when my mama wasn't home. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I remember that, yeah. I couldn't even have a, I couldn't even communicate the vulnerability of being alone. Right. I grew up like that my whole life. So being vulnerable with information or mm-hmm. with with feelings or emotions. with emotions right. or communicating how bad my day was was something no-no. was totally not acceptable. Like people will look at you like, boy, is you crazy? Like my friends, my I, I am blessed. My wealth, my the reason I am happy on this earth is because I have built friendships with people. Mm-hmm. That that goes beyond any measurement of money that right. I can ever have, and right. I know people hear that and be like, "Ah, this nigga just talking some voodoo bullshit." Right. But my relationships, right, is is the wealth of my life. I get everything through them. Right. If I speak it to my friends, it just happened. Right. So I don't even speak that. You know, I right. don't. I don't call you and tell you I need anything. Really, well, and, we were talking. You'd just be like, "Hi, everything." I'm like, "Oh, shit, cool." You'd be like, "Nah, I don't sound like it." Right? What you need? Oh, uh, you know, I got I got to milk shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I can figure out how to do that. You easy he now? Easy. He the easy he's one too, now too because when it's all said and done, he's okay with being honest about his trials and tribulations. Yeah, with my but keep family. in mind, with right my with with you you have your select group of individuals. But keep in mind, in my story, this was you and your partner. This was you and your partner. We hadn't even gotten beyond the home. Yeah. So it's hard enough hmm. to have that conversation with your partner. Right. Now, imagine if you came to your girl. Now, y'all might not have this problem. You got like, what, how long you and Tia been together? Uh, Six, eight years? It'd be 11 years. 11 years. May 18. <laughs> now, I'm 17 <laughs> mm-hmm. with Jennifer. How long you been with Mina? 20. Three. Like, y'all hear that shit? Yeah, big boy. Big boy numbers. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> right? He ain't even 40. Are you 40 yet? <laughs> Not yet. Right. You ain't even 40 yet, and you've been with the same girl no 23 cap. years. Uh, that means that go all the way back into high school. Yeah. And this is like, this isn't, you know, 
religious base. This is just two people saying we just go do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I see what you're I think doing. At the, I you know you do. I know that in order for that to work for as long as it's worked, there has to be an element of vulnerability that exists between you and her. Right. And that's Absolutely. very clear to me that he is a guy that can sustain that because that same level of vulnerability exists between him and the guys that he just mentioned, the yeah. friends he just mentioned. Me and Dave have talked about things that he probably won't talk to some people about. Yeah. That don't mean he won't talk to you about yeah. it, but he ain't going to talk to a coworker no. about it. But the fact of the matter is he's identified those guys that he can go to and say, hey, bro, I got this issue and I don't know how to deal with it. Most of us haven't done that. No. Most of us men, black, white, or otherwise, we just have not been able to say, I need an outlet for ideas, for for stress relief, for, you know, fear relief. You know what I mean? And we preach it. I say it all the time. We have to find those people who we can entrust with our weakest moments. Yes. And Absolutely. I reference this song on a regular basis, a song he introduced me to, Strong Friends by Royce of Fine Eye. Check up on your strong friends. There are going to be those times when you're going to be the guy that Dave goes to and say, hey, Art, I got this issue. What do you think I should do? Now, it's hard for me to allow myself to be weak and vulnerable in that particular scenario because he's asking me to give him guidance, to give him direction, to give him strength. The last thing I'm going to do is turn around and say, hey, I can't help you, man. My girl just told me that our light bill got cut. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I don't your, have that option. Yeah, yeah, right. right. I don't have that option in that moment. Hey, let's sit down. Let's have this conversation. This is what we need to do. In that moment, I'm the strong friend. But two weeks later, when my girl is like, you know, I don't think you listen enough or I don't think you talk enough which I hear all the fucking time for care less. <laughs> Who better to go to than a dude that's 39 years old with the same chick for 23 years and say, hey, man, how do I get around <laughs> this shit? What am I doing? I know I'm older than you. I know I'm married, you know, for 15, 16 years, yeah. whatever the number is. I know I got all of this history, but I ain't at 23. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. You definitely I ain't got no J's on. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You didn't figure something out. Yeah. That if I had come to you 10 years ago, I probably be, wouldn't be in this situation right now. Because 10 years ago, we were just getting started and you were almost 15 years in. Yeah. That's some amazing shit, man. He deserve a round of applause yeah, for that. Applause. To be 39 years old with a 23-year relationship. <laughs> I never think of it like that. Bro. You should. I this never, is your role. Big. These are your flowers, bro. I'm <laughs> giving them big. to you right I here, right now. I appreciate it, bro. Because I never... It's been... It ain't like like... When old people who you hear 80 years in, I mean, 80 years old with a 50-year relationship, and they mm -hmm. like, it ain't all roses. Right. You got your ups and you got your downs. Like, you hear that, and you think, like, ah, it's little shit. You know what I'm saying? Big but shit. But sometimes it be life-changing shit. Absolutely. And Big you got to figure out, is is that's that vulnerability shit. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're you talking about. You know so much about me, and... Because of the time, she she was there at times when I was at my lowest of lows mm -hmm. and my highest of highs. Right. You know what I'm saying? She seen the the valleys and the peaks, as they say. You right. know what I'm saying? And through all of that, she supported me. Whether I was 
the dirtiest of dirty dick <laughs> niggas I've ever been. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or I was just the straight lace. I come home, you see the money in the account, I'm here, I need this amount of money, you take that amount of money, uh, I'm here all day. When I leave, you can call me, you know where I'm at, you got a tracker on my phone, whatever the fuck you want to do, <laughs> right. I don't give a fuck. She worked her way up there, but it took a, a, a shit storm of stuff yeah. to get here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, peaks and valleys. And that vulnerability, you don't want to go through with somebody else. No, that's when the you whole get key. Older, you right. know what I'm saying? Like you, but you rather- don't have to. You have. You found that outlet. Hey, you, you do realize we just gave Mina some roses, right? Yeah, now. we just. Gave I can't wait roses. till she hear this episode. She <laughs> go. She gonna put this on his ringtone. <laughs> like, don't forget what you said, bro. <laughs> yeah. But no, that that that's exactly what I'm talking about. You found that outlet, and you say, "Yeah, I'm good with this one. That's going to be my target." That's going to be my sounding board or my punching bag because she can take it and still love me at the end of the day. That's a beautiful thing. But most dudes don't have that. And you can't even find it with a male. A lot of, yeah, a lot of dudes can't even find it within their friends. But here's where I keep getting this feedback from the field, you know, because I I said it a week ago. This Mm -hmm. is what the topic is going to be about next week. You know how many people went to me and said, I can't wait to hear this one yeah. because I don't understand why my dude don't come to me and be vulnerable. Yeah. So he's not going to give me that answer because he does it on a regular basis. He's <laughs> perfectly fine going to his girl and being vulnerable. No, no, no. We're not going to say that. Okay. I do the same thing you do. She comes in the house and tell me about her nursing life. I take all that in. Right. I have just learned how to smile, regurgitate something. She did what? Right. <laughs> pause the game. You got to pause the pause, game. Pause the Look game face, for a minute. Saying? She did what? Boom. You take that in. Man, that shit crazy, bro. What you got? Uh, boom, 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 boom. What you? I ain't had really nothing going on, man. Derek, me and Derek did some work. You know, I took, I, I seen you some pictures of it. Soon as work, money. In they brain. You right. went to work, you made some money, you was with your Problem friend. Solved. <laughs> you ain't do nothing bad. Let it go, bro. Okay, so my I guess I should correct what I said. I said you found an outlet in your partner. She may not be your outlet, but you found a way to utilize your community yes. of friends as well as her. Yes. As a as that outlet. Yes. Because you may not go to her. And this is the key to what I'm trying to get to today. You may not go to her and say, these are my weaknesses of the day because, well, you say we can't, but every girl that has responded to this topic said you're supposed to. But you, you as a female cannot understand what me as a male, a black male in America is going through. I, I. Sorry, my podcast is not like authentic. <laughs> this is the, the split difference. You can't have friends who think just like you. This is the beauty of our relationship. Right. This is a concise conversation where he's trying to enlighten me about how the other side feel. And I'm stuck in my way until I talk to you about how I feel. I can't come to my girlfriend and even even if I told her my day, she would not understand right. in any form 
of what I said when I was like the cops pulling me over, and she was like, "Well, you paid the insurance last month, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, insurance paid." Yeah, that's not. She the like, point. "Yeah, you got license, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, she ain't, you ain't got the gun in the car, no." Ah, so why are you worried about it? Like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> like if saying? it was that easy, right? No more reason to have a conversation with you about me getting pulled over. So right. I'm not even gonna tell you I got pulled over. Right. <laughs> I can't relate, but I can call you and be like, "Bro, I just got pulled over. Where you at?" You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Your mind instantly go into I gotta make I sure notice. he's okay, right? See what I'm saying? But here's the thing. Here's where I said you said it. I didn't. You said they can't understand. I'm not gonna say they can't understand. I will say they don't understand because there's a big difference. One is actuality. One is capacity. They have the capacity to understand. If we have the capacity and the patience to communicate it to them, we don't. That's the reality of the situation. That's what I want every chick to get out of this conversation. We don't have the patience to explain ourselves to women. And there's a reason for that. Because the way we own our environment, the way we own the things we subject ourselves to and the way we interact with our world, we don't want that burden to exist for anybody else, especially not a man, especially not a man. I have a list of problems. You have a list of problems. Now, the reality of the situation is half of my list you can resolve, half of your list I can resolve. If we had enough vulnerability in ourselves as individuals and enough confidence in one another to, to share. share that list. <clears throat> yes. yes, That's where we fuck up as men. Where we mess up as partners is we just assume that they can't understand our list, so we don't even share it with them. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is they just don't know it. And they don't know it because we don't want them to know it because they already, they're telling us what their problems are. Just imagine if your boy came up to you and said, hey man, here's the deal. You know, my rent late, I can't afford it. There's no food in the refrigerator. My daughter need to go to the doctor. I can't fill her prescription. Blah, 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 blah. Give me your list. Dude, I ain't got the, shit. The last thing you need to hear is 10 more problems. Yeah. Because we're at that point, we're dumping yeah, on, somebody on somebody else. else, as opposed to hey, let's let's talk, man. We need. I think I think men need to get to a point where they have what I would call like brainstorming sessions, where it's like, all right, agreed. We gonna have poker night, and instead of sitting around talking about you know some broad or Kardashians, some Kardashian shit, you know what I mean? We gonna sit here. We gonna we gonna we gonna identify the five heaviest things we had to deal with this week that we haven't found a solution to yet. Everybody in the table is going to have five items and we're going to list them one at a time. And when one person give it, the rest of the room is going to shoot out an idea, take it or leave it. And we go around the table. I think that's a simple way for men to just <laughs> that's let a genius go. idea. That's man. a great idea. You know what I mean? Who, who's doing that though? I know somebody's doing it. I know yeah. I can't be the only person with this you mindset. Can be. I can't be. I mean, Nothing new under the sun, bro. Somebody else. I don't know that they're necessarily trying to resolve it in the same way that I am. There you go. But other people know that these problems exist. What I'm are pretty you sure it's poker it? games that's therapy for a bunch of people who don't care about the money, mm -hmm. don't even care about the, the, the gambling. 
Yeah. They mm-hmm. just care about being in that safe The camaraderie, room. right. Almost yeah. like comedians. Yeah. Right. You know how comedians used to do? Yeah. Get together and say Smoke the cigars. darkest of dark shit. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they're around people who not judging them for being a citizen almost. It's mm-hmm. judging yeah. you for just as being a person. Right. With these experiences that I can that's how, relate that's how to the, or the, not relate the to. Bernie Mac show was. You know how exactly. he used to have them little car parties with his friends? And he'll be talking about the kids, and they'll be right. talking about, and they'll be giving him their feet. That's how that show was. Though. Yeah. It was. And that's that's what I'm getting at. That's how I'm saying. Yeah. This isn't nothing new. This yeah. is just something we don't, we don't habitually do. Yeah. And I, I think, think we have to. it will be new for... Our uh, community? Yes. Uh, psychological and physical health mental health treatment amongst black men in a safe space where it's not about the gambling and it's mm-hmm. not about the, you know what I'm saying? The so It's about actually having those conversations yeah. and being in a safe space where you can do it. But right. it's, it's kind of hard because when you look at it, a lot of our, our mindset is as men, we sit there and we be like, Man, if I tell these niggas this shit, man, they gonna laugh at me, or they gonna exactly. they gonna try to down me, or they gonna give me the craziest craziest advice, and I don't even want to hear that shit. So you go through oh, all those little mental, joke, right? Yeah, you go you go through all these mental things in your head, especially if you hang around a whole bunch of jokesters. You know what right. I'm saying? Like people who yeah. just crack on you all the time. So right. you can't be vulnerable with them people because soon as you bring that out, that was the word. They gonna joke on you. That was the word. Vulnerable. Right. You have to know who you can be vulnerable. I know that if I tell Derek that this word that he said hurts me, he's going to say it nonstop <laughs> for the next two months. You know what I'm saying? Right. He knows he's one of those people that, so what? Like, I'm right. going to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm right. going to tell you, you need those friends on your podcast. He told me I was stupid. <laughs> for not let, telling him he don't have to go to school. Yeah, right. and he keep bringing it up because I know, you know he keep bringing it, it up. It's, it, 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 it's it so was, true, but genius though to him. Though, like the best thing it's like, ever. Dude, it was true, but genius. But he was shit. When on he me. put it out, I was like, "Fuck!" He needed to go to school. Right. You need those. But that was your wake up call. Yeah. Really more I mean, so than I've his. I've always yeah. been vulnerable around Bosey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, he, always, he always. But that's always my point. Yeah, that's that, that's your point. You need these people to be vulnerable. If you don't have these people in your life, you need to stop seeking going to work and being employee of the month or the digits going into your bank account. Or, Validation. Yeah, how many people like your Facebook page? You need to seek a relationship with somebody who will give you the real about you. Right. That's, Win, lose, or draw. That's what this podcast yeah. is all about. I'm not... I don't, I don't mind when people say, you know, your topics are too heavy for me. That's, that's not because I'm trying to be difficult. That's because there's more to what we're dealing with in our society than what you're willing to accept in your personal life. And when it comes to men dealing with some of these factors that we are struggling to accept, okay, don't accept it. Pretend like it don't exist. But I'm going to point it out for what it is. You can listen and respond accordingly or turn it off and go back to fighting with your girl. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, if she listened to it, she's going to be like, 
Well, I ain't following this advice. <laughs> All you got to do is let me list. hear your list. Can I hear your list? Can I hear your list today? <laughs> right. Man, Alonzo girl is still getting on him about being the shoe girl. Remember oh, that wow. shit? Oh, <laughs> yeah. She said all the time, don't expect me to put no shoes on your book. Right. Over with. <laughs> <laughs> you to put me out there. Right. Uh, you ain't, I, I'm not going to be the shoe chick. Uh, speaking of Alonzo Quinney. Yes, sir. Here he comes. Yes, sir. And we having a little few technical difficulties with the phone. So bear with us at the beginning. Yeah. I'll fix it. Yeah, we got to. You know what you're doing, man. I ain't worried about you. <laughs> I'll fix it. Alonzo Quinney. I'm good, brother. We got a couple guests today. We got we got Alonzo Quinney calling from the Grafton Correctional Facility, promoting Links Not Chains in the AV program. And we also got little bruh, David. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. I David. Got, we got David here, man, from the GB7 podcast. We we got a we got a serious topic today, bro. We got a serious topic <laughs> today. We got a grown man topic today. That's why I got four different opinions in here. We all got similar experiences, but I think we come from different walks of life to some extent. We got different pathways that we kind of sort of took. You know what I mean? But the topic of the day is just men being people and not leaders and not decision makers and not providers, just being human. There is a there's a challenge in my personal opinion, and I think a lot of people agree with me. There is a challenge for men to just be human because we carry all of this weight, all of this burden, all of this sacrifice, all of these issues every single time we open our mouths, man. And it's something that I think has kind of crippled our ability to connect with each other. It's almost destroyed 50% of relationships, maybe more, because women feel like we have no ability to connect with them because we're so hard and cold and guarded and protective of our manhood and our pride and all of these things that we feel give us, you know, fucking pubic hair and and tear on our chest and balls. You know, we, we, we get stuck in this perception that if we show any vulnerability, we lose our manhood. Now, we go talk about this quite a bit offline, but while we got you on the phone, we got to know, we got to know, how do you deal with a situation? How do you deal with that mindset in your environment? Because I think of the prison environment, when you think about it in that context, as a cage full of lions, a cage full of people who feel like I have to be the alpha male or else I'm going to get raped in the shower. But that clearly doesn't make sense, especially when guys start suffering and start dealing with problems and they don't know how to get out of them, which makes AV so important because you've created a pathway for guys to say, hey, look, if you don't get it, here's a place you can come and get answers. So help us understand the prison life as it relates to the zoo that we know life can be for men. So in here, if you're coming from those fish tanks that's out there, which is these small communities or your environment, your neighborhood, wherever you grew up at and was raised, mm-hmm. you don't really understand how advanced the world could be unless you know you you in tune with the internet and things like that. Right. So you kind of live in your life through a, a, a little box anyway, which is still like a fish tank mentality. Mm-hmm. So 
having an understanding of what a man should be. When I first got incarcerated, it was basically the strong survive and the weak get damaged. Right. That's just how this environment is, is set up. You know, the help that uh, comes, and the reason why I start and I start doing what I do, what I'm doing, and created Avi was because like men had to start talking. Right. You know, we we uh, I remember. I mean, growing up. When you when you went to a, a family gathering and this was called I, I guess considered old school, uh, you know we didn't even eat until the, like the elder male had showed up to the to the family gathering. Exactly. I'm like, Dad, you know what's up with them ribs? They talking about we waiting on clams. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Grandpa, right? No I'm like, man, you know, so everything was on hold, and that was just just a respect level that was uh, amongst the family members and things like that. But coming into prison, it's like, man, who the toughest? Right. You know, who the smartest, uh, who don't take no junk, you know, right. uh, who <clears throat> And then you had so many calibers of different men. You had con artists, you had pimps, you had hustlers, you had dope boys. Uh, it was just a, a breed all within itself. And then you had a, 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 a era of individuals who had that turned into real monsters. I feel that I had, well, if you're alive right now, I don't care who you are or what you've been through, uh, you were a survivor. Right. So I think understanding what a man is and just being human is, you know, we come out that womb uh, looking for two things, you know, uh, shelter and something to eat. Right. You know, uh, instinctively, I think that's given to us, so it stays with us forever. And people but, do it the best way that they can. Yeah, so but... as a man... Okay, come on. Well, I was just going to ask, you know... It, I think it's pretty simple, like you say, out the womb. We got to eat, we got to live, we got to survive. It's it's simple. It's human nature, right? Everybody got to do that. Man, woman, child, it don't matter. But why do we pick up all of this weight? Why do we pick up all of this weight? And how do you put it down, especially when you're in the prison system? Because I think about the fact, you know, one of the biggest things, like we're talking about men dealing with pride, right? I am the head of my household. I'm the center of the the nucleus of the family, blah, blah, blah. And then you get into prison and somebody go tell you when you can go outside. Zo, mm-hmm. before you answer real quick, um, when he say pride, that can mean something else. You the head of your pride, right? Like, I think we born in a situation where we can't show vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Well, without a doubt, without a doubt. Like, I, I, think, I think our country, just look at our country. We have a Christian base. Uh, uh, orientation right. that's set up right so we talking about now we talking about the head you hear me mm-hmm. and then we're talking about the, the what governs the family you right. know and as we've seen over years laws have changed to uh, accommodate the population of people no matter what your belief system is you know uh, to be fair and equal right yeah. so that is still in our households is who's supposed to run the household. You know what I'm saying? So when females are forced into these situations where they're like, hey, I didn't want to raise these kids by myself, but I'm, I'm in a situation where, you know, that is my job and that is my duty because the men are not here. And, right. I mean, we can, it's a, that's a whole other conversation of how we right. ended up with that. Oh, that is but a conversation. Just sticking to the, the, the culture of our country. Right. You know, uh, it, 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 it depicts us to be the stronger out of the two sexes, 
the leader out of the households. And like I said, come in here in, in a prison, like, shoot, you don't have no responsibilities like that. All the responsibilities is yourself, right. you know, uh, taking care of yourself. So if you, I mean, you didn't walk out on your kids. You didn't walk out on your girlfriends. You didn't walk out on your family. And whether guys know that or not, that trickles down and it still affects people, you know. Right. Uh, even, you know, from our crimes, the crimes that we committed. So now you ain't here around a whole bunch of men, uh, males and all, right. with different attitudes, different mentalities. And, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy for a lot of guys or what they should be doing, you know what I'm saying, and, and how to govern themselves or how do they uh, uh, stand up to what they, you know, what the view of them is to be a man. Because a lot of dudes... Uh, uh, attack your manhood. Well, that's you what know? I'm getting at. And more importantly, you know, we talked when Sean was on a couple episodes ago about how when mm -hmm. you get into bed mode, you kind of have to cut yourself off from the outside world. And it's in that outside world where you're the alpha, where you have to go into that state of mind that, you know, I'm the provider for my family and I got to do the best that I can. But when you get into prison and you can't do nothing, you can't, you literally can't even do for yourself. You can't provide for yourself. You can't, mm -hmm. you know, you can barely protect yourself. You know, that's got to be a culture shock, man. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, a guy maybe going into the military. It's got to be a similar scenario where you lose all control over your ability to be in control, you know. And that's what the biggest thing is. What's that? The biggest thing is this. You ain't here. I mean, it, it's nothing like a man who is married and has children or has responsibilities and businesses and things like that set up. He uh, makes horrible decisions that puts him in prison, and he's still trying to control what's going on out there, whether right. it's with uh, his business, his family, or his woman. Right. None of that. I mean, and then that 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 uh, that individual or those people uh, say that you know to to an individual. Listen, when well, you ain't here. Right. You know, that's another harsh reality of, you know, not like that. Do that attack a guy's manhood? It's got to. Uh, it's got to. It's got to make you question your ability to be a leader. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think about what you've gone through because it's like we talked about before. There's got to be a change of mindset. You've got to go through a culture shock. You've got to go through a re-imaging. You've got to basically look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I'm somebody different now. So I need to make sure that, you know, my priority in this space is bettering myself and cut off all of those things outside of the prison system that I'm supposed to be in control of. But that's got to be extremely, extremely difficult. And we we have to do you it out to, here. You got to adapt in here or you'll, you'll lose, you'll lose focus. I mean, you'll, you know, people, people go crazy. People go crazy here, man. I don't, I don't watch them. I've been fortunate to have uh, a, a, a great support system. Uh, guys who don't have that, or they burnt bridges and things like that, they have a difficult time with adapting because you got gangs in here, right? You got predators in here. You got uh, all different uh, forms of criminal life and mentality. And some guys believe wholeheartedly in that stuff. You exactly. Know? So when you start to make your change, you know. It's also a level of strength that has to come into play in that. When I started changing, and, and I was already, I consider myself already to be a strong individual. But in my change, I found like, whoa, you know, I had to get, I got broke down. Right. And I seen my weaknesses because I seen that ugly. 
Right. And once that ugly came out, it was a weak state getting back on my feet because now I've seen and I have an opportunity to be myself because I don't have the drugs, even though we already know uh, prison does provide. <laughs> right. We ain't going to get does into provide. that. Right. But however, when you make a choice not to indulge, then it's like, okay, now I'm forced to be Lonzo. And Lonzo right. is actually a good dude. And I'm cool exactly. with that guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that guy is actually a strong dude. You know, so, okay, now, in my weakest state, like, how do I get up? Because now it's, I'm being attacked by all of those entities now. To where before, when I was on the same page, I didn't get the soundboards, you know, uh, the house, house out, you know, you know how they call you house nigga. They, uh, right. Uh, I mean, all kind of things. But if I allow that to affect me, if I'm reactionary to that, you know, what I do, I just show them love. I just continue to be uh, uh, good. I continue to uh, uh, help other people, people that they might try to ostracize because of who the person is. And that's what I found out with being human. It's just treating people like you would want to be treated, man. Link's not changed. So you you brought up something that kind of goes to the crux of this topic or this conversation. You said you got to show love. You got to you got to show some compassion, some empathy for these dudes that are trying to adapt to an environment where they have no control. And that's got to be tough for them. Now, when you think about the topic, it's that whole showing love piece It's that whole vulnerability piece It's that whole situation where you're saying, hey, I see you. I kind of understand you. I feel your pain, but you don't have to deal with it alone. That's the part that men don't generally adapt to men gotta, right men gotta talk men gotta talk and that's why i do a lot of talking because and, and focus on communication because i believe that that we should be talking absolutely and the things that we should be talking about shouldn't be about you know uh kim kardashian and little kim and them all the time right man it's some nice it's some nice you know some nice people out there <laughs> you know famous <laughs> so i'm saying uh there's nothing wrong with recreation but at the same time what are you doing for your life right and that's his life after this. And that's why that's why this show, you know, we talked about this last week. I know people don't seem to find this to be the comedy entertainment piece that they want it to be all the time. And we we go find a way to laugh. We make jokes about everybody. They crack on me all day long and now we got <laughs> I laugh all the time right. on this show. You know, but we got to we got to be real about what we're actually dealing with. And I'm talking to a very select audience. I'm talking to a group of people that are trying to overcome some internal battles and ain't nobody dealing with that. Like men are. And I say that as a, as a sex, as a species, men are dealing with this problem and black men, it's a whole different ball game because we're always being challenged, not only as men, but also for the color of our skin. And that's not to take anything away from women of any caliber or any color because women deal with problems that men that even black men don't have to deal with. But they don't they don't feel the same level of responsibility that we do. You know, and I think well, that's they, they the part. They're going to be they're going to be targeted differently though. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a difference. See, listen, when you see like you said just since we talking about it being black how that is viewed as being a weapon, right? Now being a black man, uh of course my struggles, even in here, I bet. are different from, you know, my uh, my Caucasian counterparts. You know, my, my brothers uh, in here. 
I may have a focus on creating a workshop and a program, but I have to go steal the extra mile, you know, to prove myself or to make myself uh, valid. But guess what I've learned, though? The proof is in the pudding. And it speaks for itself. So I focus on doing first and overboard and myself, you know, all myself. Like, I, you know, I rarely uh, expect help or aid and, and and it shouldn't be like that but then you know after so long of like i said climbing and trying to crawl to get back up even with all the rocks that's being thrown at me mm-hmm. in the dark the shade the hatred you know and that hatred is is, is destructive to to hate it and mm-hmm. haters alike so that's why i i preach the love move you know what i'm saying like, i don't care what a dude is in here for and i know there's some guys that's in here for some crazy stuff that's not my that's not my focus. My focus right. is how do you change that? Right. How do you change that perspective? How do you change that attitude? Right. You know, what could you do to better yourself? And here go this platform. Right. Say your piece. You know what I'm saying? Use it. Use AV. Use this platform because I got your back. Right. You know, my thing is all motivation. I'm with you. So if I'm with you, hey, you know, it's two of us now. And, and I, I think that was, you know, one thing that bonded us a long time ago, man, is 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 when guys do them heat checks, they be wanting to see if a guy by themselves because it's easy to pounce on one guy if he alone. Right. And he's and he's beat up and bruised already. Right. But when you move it in truth and you speak the truth and everybody's truth is only their own reality. So right. whatever your reality is, come on. I got I got I got an ear for you. Right. I got something to say also. <laughs> and I got your back. And that's just with a voice. The strongest word that we have is no. Mm. You know, so if you if you say no to somebody, it's like, man, that, that's it. Right. <laughs> you know? Definitive. But at the same time, as a man, what do you say yes to? You know, because right. we're so used to uh, doing our, you know, walking tough and doing our own thing. And like you said, holding this attitude that, like, I don't get out like that or I don't do this, I don't do that. It's like, man, I do everything. Right. What's up? <laughs> right. I, I worry, you know? I cry. I, I fear, I, I, you know, I wait, you know what I mean? We feel you like know, we're invincible. How, you know how I feel to be in front of a hundred people and you, you know, hey, some tears come out, but when they real, <laughs> right. they feel, bro. You hear me? And then that's when the help start coming. It's what like, level what of... What you need for that? You, I mean, you'll be amazed at how these brothers, man, uh, embrace me now, man. Oh, I bet. You know, do that struggle. So, uh, Link's Not Chains, Avi, you know... Uh, is is very important for this community, this population of, of convicted felons. Uh, understanding mm-hmm. that 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 is never never given up, you know. Right. Because our 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 community, they're waiting on us. You know, our women, they're waiting on us. You know, they need us. And I'm glad that you came up with this topic because this is a, a a great topic, man. On how do we come together and how we come together, man, as we start talking to each other. So so. Despite, despite the, as somebody, my bad, I ain't mean to interrupt you, bro. I just want that. Uh, as somebody who never been on that side, how do, at what level do you get to show that vulnerability when you get inside? Like, I have this TV notion of of right. being inside, and that you can't come in there and and show that hey, I'm just a regular kid from the block who got caught up in a bad situation. Like, at what level did you figure out I can show that I'm vulnerable and I can start helping people who are vulnerable? Well, my 
my experience, <laughs> I had to get out my own way, man. I had built up such a wall that I couldn't even climb it no more. You know, I was off the chain. Yeah. I was off the chain. It's a wild and, dude, and, man. And I think when it when it it took me it took me a minute to hit bottom to see like, hey man, this is not the way. You know, right. I didn't know I was a bully. Are you? You, know, you was a. So I, <laughs> you, you so I been, Look, I'm serious. You've been a bully. You've been a bully for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I've always been aggressive. You right. know, so my brothers are aggressive. You right. know, uh, my mother. You know, my family. Right. You know, uh, my community. Right. That's and why we bring up. into this environment. You know, I'm from Miles, so we are a small neighborhood. But I think everybody that grew up where I'm from can pretty much stand on their own too. Right. And that was one of the realities of coming into prison because you had neighborhoods like St. Clair. You might know how big St. Clair is. Yeah. Right. How big down the way the projects are. Them, them, that's a lot of people. And then you're talking about you from up the way, you from miles. And, uh, but you give respect. Right. Yeah. Very fast. You know, so it's hard for guys to just be themselves. I was never being myself. I'm being myself now because I don't care what you think. Yeah, and but. you can't harm me. I think you to his question. me because. I don't even put myself in situations to be involved. To his question, though, did you did you have to did you have to prove yourself? Did you have to go of through course. that? Did you of have to course. go through that I'm 10, 15 years of, you know, period of. Of, of course, you know, right. and that's, I, I had the idea of what TV was like, too. But once I experienced the experience, I was like, man, this ain't nothing but game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's all a mindset. It's all the mind state because I don't have you don't have to be involved with nothing that go on in here but good stuff if that's what you want to do and that, that's what being a man is about. Sometimes it may lead to uh, a physical altercation because a guy would just push and push and push. But when you have a voice, you don't allow things to just go past. You should, you, you you start taking into account like, hey, uh, dude, I don't you know you speak up. I'm not into that. That's not what I'm on and. Uh, I appreciate it, and this is stuff that I would do head up. I'll grab guys all the time and put them to the side, just to let them know, like you know, who I am, and that I'm serious about my life, right? You know, and what I'm into, and that is something that you know, guys live off of the community. They, you know, they live in groups, so they want the approval of the community. But you get the approval of the community just being on, into your own thing, you know. But it, but I had to earn this 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 level uh, of respect, right? And that means I had to turn my my life around, you know, and just let guys know, like, hey, man, I don't get out like that no more, right? You know, I can tell you how to how I get over and do a whole bunch of stuff in the penitentiary, but I refuse to do it anymore because I'm not cultivating that. I'm right. cultivating life now, and, and that's I, the difference. And I guess that's the part, you know, this is a part of the conversation we were having before you came on board is how much of it is really a facade? You know what I mean? How much of it is really who you are and how much of it is essentially a defense mechanism? Something that you have to, you know, a, a shield that you have to put up to keep yourself from being a victim. You know what I mean? And not only a victim of the prison environment, but a victim of your society. You know what I mean? A man that can't appear to stand on his own two feet is a target. So you sure. you kind of have to be able to stand up for yourself. You know, you got a lot of people that talk a good game. You got a lot of people that bark, no bite. You know what I mean? And you got some people that don't say a word, but it'll rip your neck off. 
You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of the 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 almost the reflection of what's to come that may or may not be accurate about the individual behind the mirror. You know what I mean? And that's the part that I think, you know, I wonder about in the prison environment because we know I know what kind of guy you were walking through the door and I know what kind of guy you've become over the course of the last 25 years. You know, if if I was to have introduced you to Ken 20 years ago and then I told him and he never met you again. And I told him 20 years later, hey, me and Alonzo are going to do a real serious conversation on these podcasts. He'd be like, man, that ain't the dude you want on here. You know what I mean? I, I can't see him, you know, holding it together long enough to have a reasonable conversation because we would just I mean, it was like you said, you were a ticking time bomb. You know what I mean? That was just your culture. I'm glad that you said that because it, to me, what I've learned also is when guys do change, they take on a persona of, and this is this could be culturally a part of our society too. Mm. Where now we abuse the weak. Mm. Oh yeah. Mess with that, I don't do that. I don't get on like that no more, and I don't be messing with those people. When intensively, you know, spiritually, the the, the the faith of this country was geared for the poor, for the mm-hmm. people less fortunate, for the uh, 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 disinherited. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, how do actually? I mean, do y'all do y'all feel me on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, One thousand percent. That that yeah. that's what the the Christian reality uh, religion is built on is helping the people who can't help themselves, not the people who already know about religion mm-hmm. and not already in a position to help other people. It's about the people who actually need help. Right. The, the downtrodden. That's right. what the whole yeah. religion is based on. I've heard some sermons and I've been around some people who, you know, they think like, listen, this is how the, uh, the Christian is supposed to be. We right. don't do that. So now you you cast and we, we get into cast and judgment and we get to looking down on people and I think that is one of uh, Satan's biggest tricks, man. You know, mm-hmm. is once we do become saved or once we do gather our thoughts and gather ourselves, that we quit relying on the power greater than ourselves and then we just become these people or these individuals who uh, like, hey, you know, we up, we got it, <laughs> and I don't think we ever really just got it because we can't do it alone. Well, I'm glad the four of us are, are, are on this jack right now is the fact that we can come together, have conversations, and know that we're not alone. Like, right. I know that I could call any one of y'all. I know that, you know, you can rely on me, you Absolutely. know, if in need or, or something like that. Or we can come together to help some people. I think that's what being a man is, man, is really gathering and grounding yourself and picking the next man up, man. That's Woman, right. Whoever it may be. Right. Helping others, man. That's our. I think that's the purpose. Hey, Zoe, so I, I want to end on that purpose. As, yeah, as as usual, we appreciate you calling in, brother. Links not changed. Links not changed. I'm honored. Yeah. I'm honored to be on this podcast with you, Zo, man. I'm really honored to be here and got to sit down and talk to you. That's what's up, man. I appreciate it, and God bless y'all. Take care and be safe. You too, brother. You too, man. You know, it's, it's funny how he ended that conversation on the same note that we kind of got into before he called about, you know, how weird it is when you're trying to be, you know, vulnerable around your friends and they yeah. just make jokes. So you, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like you, it's one of those things, man, where it's like 
can I just have my inner circle, my comfort group that, you know, I can be myself around and not have to worry about being judged or laughed at or whatever the situation is. I mean, it's, it's got to make a world of difference to a guy that's literally in the cage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Surrounded by people that are trying to overthrow him, trying to overpower him, trying to mess up his mindset yeah. to be able to say, I can get away from y'all for a minute, make a phone call and connect with somebody back home that accepts me, accepts me for who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and love the, the transition, love everything about me. Right. Can appreciate me in the most greatest way though like right. oh my god i'm like famous when i get on this phone right i know where i came <laughs> from they know where i came from they yeah. know where i'm at they don't judge me for it and i think that's the part that we're missing man we're missing that peace of mind that comes with being vulnerable mm -hmm. and our girls our partners they're looking for they want to be that outlet and it's just it's something that kind of makes me feel bad you know what i mean because i know i'm a pretty hardened individual you know, there are certain things that I'm okay with sharing and there are certain things that I'm not. And I think for a lot of women, the part that they're missing is the fact that, you know, they want to see this level of vulnerability in an individual because they they believe that that individual, that person, that boyfriend, husband of theirs, well, if you can be it with your boys, why you can't be it with me? Yeah. You know what I mean? But what they don't understand is they're not necessarily that kind of person. You know, I look at myself and I think to myself, you know, as as vulnerable as I am or as comfortable as I am being honest with y'all or anybody for that matter, there's just a level of weakness or, or exposure that I'm just not going to give anybody. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to y'all. I'm not going to give it to her. And it's not because I don't have it. It's because I don't share it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're never going to tell somebody how you wipe your ass. Yeah. Because for one, I don't need to know. And for two, nobody else does either. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's a part of who, it's a part of your inner character. And I think that when it comes to emotions, we feel this need to connect with people on an emotional level. And the more emotional connection I have with that person, the more they must appreciate me in their life. So the girl is like, well, if you can't tell me the most intimate of your secrets, then you don't love me enough. Or you, I'm not close enough to you. But if, if he knows things about you that I don't know, then that means that you care more about him than you do me. No. This is, <clears throat> here's where I lose all the people who is going to potentially listen to my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, I Notice I have not used too many cuss words. I have trying to be civilized. But this is where our podcast go different. Here's where I, I think about this. Um the the way I know AG is through his brother, his uh, youngest brother Bobby, is my best friend in the world, and um, we grew up in a way where we shared everything. It it was no losses. It was just lessons. All our blessings was shared. If if I got some money, he got some money. If I got some notoriety, he got some notoriety, whatever it was. But I have a bond with him that, and I know this is going to upset my female after I gave her her roses. <laughs> I don't share with anybody on this planet. Uh -huh. That That is something that God gave me. Uh -huh. 
I spoke of the wealth of my friends. That I talked to him today and just the way we connect, bro. Like scary how close we is. If a girl can't understand why Robert knows something that she don't, then you don't understand me Correct. at all. Right. I can be vulnerable with this guy in ways that I can't be vulnerable with my parents. Right. My grandparents. Right. The mother of my children. Even my children. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you I I don't I have that luxury to say I have somebody like that. If Absolutely. you don't have that luxury, I feel sorry for you. And you should probably chase that more than you chase anything right. because they say it's billionaires that sad. Absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. And I know poor people. Money can't buy happy. happiness. Yeah. Right. You. And and but to your point, and this is a piece of what I'm getting at. It's not a measurement of your relationship with somebody when you start counting secrets and you start counting intimacy. That has nothing to do with your relationships. There's a reason why you can say, I love my brother to death and I love my wife to death. Or my wife is my first love and my brother I love more than anybody. Or I love my mother more than anybody and I love my children Solid more than anything. These are things that make perfectly good sense. Well, how can you love your daughter more than anybody and your mother more than anybody at the same time? But because they're two different relationships, they're two different kind of relationships. They exist in a whole different heart. Two things can be true. They're literally like two different hearts. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So we think of the heart as one thing that stores all of this love. Well, maybe not. You know what I mean? You ever think about the fact that maybe your existence changes from person to person and therefore how you interact in that relationship changes from person to person. And when you're in front of that person, that person becomes your world. Yeah. And it doesn't change the world you have when you're in front of a different person. And if those two people are in the same room at the same time, you exist in two separate spaces at the same time, but you don't have to change who you are as an individual. To, you know, to, to be who you're supposed to be for these two individuals. And I think that's where, you know, women say, oh, we can do 50,000 things at the same time. Men can only do one thing at a time. I mean, technically speaking, science suggests that women can take on 10 tasks at the same time and manage them all. Men have to execute one before they step to another. Okay. And that's, that, okay, let's say that's true. Okay. But guess what? We can love 10 people at the same time with our whole hearts. And you can't figure out why that's okay. Because you only love me Mm -hmm. or you only love him or you only love your kids. You can't, you can't seem to divide relationships the way you divide tasks. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You see what I'm saying? You see how we talked about this on the very last pod. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I remember. And it was mainly because me and your brother, who's my best friend in the world, have a different aspect of love. Love is to be shared. Love is, if you're Christian, Muslim, I don't care what relationship, what religion you are. When you think of doing something out of love, your conscience don't give you no blocks for right, it. Right, no boundaries, right. It, it don't tell you to stop. It don't ring no bells because you're doing it purely out of love. Right. 
love is one of those things that's unconditional. And you shouldn't be bound to how you how, how much of that you can give out. If if I can hook you up with a guy who can paint your studio and y'all just have a connection and now y'all get business, mm-hmm. I shouldn't stop that because I have a weird ideal about business. Or if if uh I know that you can you you have a repass and you gotta go get a bunch of food and I can get somebody to get you some food stamps. I shouldn't stop that relationship and be like, Boosie, let me get a piece of that money. Like, I'm doing this out of love. Uh, Eventually, it's going to come back to me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Some people think that love is just, you have to be connected. Situational. Yeah. One person. Right. Sometimes. Almost almost like a contract. We were talking about it on our pod about Melindia and Bill Gates and how he was able to go on dates with his ex-wife. Right. And I was asking them, would that be cool? And they both was like, no. Nah, I'm right. not with that. But if that's what I signed Bo, up you mean, on. You mean Ken and Ken. Money? Money, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ken yeah. and Money. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I, I told him, nah, I'm straight. Would you, <laughs> how would you I'm feel with, about a hard pass? For your girl, though. For your wife. How you give you your wife a hard pass. pass to go and you get one. Well, I'll be honest. This is one of those topics where I'm a little get out biased. Well, stop, cut, <laughs> cut, <laughs> cut. No, okay. So if I'm gonna be honest about that question, I'm just saying this is on the vulnerability. No, thing. no, no, no. I get what you're saying because here's the thing: if you really love this person and it's, you know they have no ill intentions to hurt you. It was That's more not of the a issue. celebrity crush thing. I'm not just saying her having a hard pass. What if Jennifer said she loved Jax from Son of Anarchy? And one night, she, well, whoever that person, well, she went out. Yeah. Would that be I think there's, relationship there's a, crushing? No, there's a bigger issue than the idea of a hall pass. And it is the interpretation and the psychological yes. encounter that that person have yes. with, okay, so here, Jennifer, this, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do, and you're going to let me do whatever I want to do, right? Now, that means you have accepted what we have with no reservations, unconditional. So I don't have to worry about what you're doing and you don't have to worry about what I'm doing. But that also means that I'm okay with what you're doing and you're okay with what I'm doing. Now, we just sat here and said, I just put it out there. Women can only, if women, and I'm not going to say women can, but if women are conditioned to only love one person at a time or to only give their hearts to one person at a time, the last thing they're going to do is allow themselves to share you with somebody else or to share themselves with somebody other than you. So you got to know the individual you're dealing with, which is why Rob is a different story, (laughs) right? Because he's polyamorous, right? He loves everybody all the time at the same time, and everybody knows it. All that. Right? And the the beautiful thing... When he say everybody, he means 
Every female. Yes. Yeah. No. He, he's no. He, yes. Yeah. He ain't got no. He he's still my brother Be, because it he was his question. best friend, but he's my brother. I'm gonna draw a line. It was a question on another pod about uh that's under the PCB Studios. The real is real. Yep. Would you be able to be polyamorous with another dude? No. And I was just on the couch, and I was like, maybe. Nah. Wait, 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 wait. Like <laughs> it's you and Claire, the dude and a, and you and y'all both sharing a girl. Maybe. You and your dude. Are you and not me and my dude. Just no, she not me two, and my she dude. No, got no, two not dudes. your. She got two dudes. Yeah. Well, that's and you're one of them. But that's that's <laughs> inevitable. If you're polyamorous, that's the whole point of being polyamorous. Now, I don't. Now, I I have to share my love with everybody, and I assume that who I'm sharing it with is sharing it with everybody. And I couldn't go into this because I was sitting on the couch as a third <laughs> guest. But that's what I'm saying. Your level of vulnerability. Can you be able to to sit with that in your heart that she gets to do whatever you, whatever your relationship in somebody's life. If you can make it better by them being exposed to something else. I'm not saying I want my girl to... Niggas, please don't try to... Guys, please don't try to go have sex with my girlfriend. I'm not saying not that's what well. I'm going on. But she won't allow it. No, she wouldn't allow it. But see, she, that's the other she don't part have of the these ideas. Yeah, right. I have these ideas. But whatever makes your life better, as a human being, that's what I feel I should do. I shouldn't be selfish with... My limits. She wants to have a a boy. I don't want to have a boy. So I told her, if if that's your life goal and that's what you need in your life, you should leave me and have a boy. I'm not saying that to be really cruel <laughs> you? or callous. If that's what you want in your, I'm not willing to offer you that. Well, I'm so glad you said that because it brought up something. So, and I'm also glad you brought up Bill and Melinda Gates because. In the Bill and Melinda Gates story, when it was first announced that they were getting divorced, within a couple of days of that, it had already been announced that J-Lo and Mark Anthony, right, were Getting breaking up. No, A-Rod. Right? Or A-Rod, no, was, rather. Sorry, right. I thought she J- was... J-Lo and A-Rod. Yeah. They had announced they were splitting up. Melinda and Bill announced they were splitting up. But J-Lo and A-Rod were like, you know, running away from each other. And Bill and Melinda was like, it's just time. Yeah. It's kind of what we did. So there was all this discussion, and I I brought up a point at the time that I want to share here because I think it speaks to what you're saying. And that was this. You know, we have to look at life as a journey. Okay? And this is a journey that you take because it's your life. You are literally the only person in this car. You're the only person who can drive this car. Once you become 18. Yeah. Okay. Prior to that, Maybe somebody else. But no, I know eight, what you're saying. Eight, legally speaking. 18 years. 18, for the first 18 years, you're in the backseat. Gotcha. And somebody is telling you how to pause, how to break, how to turn corners, how to check lights, how to wave people through, what to do with a stop sign, what to do with a train track, blah, blah, blah. But when you turn 18, I give you the keys and I get out of the car. If I'm the kind of parent, that's not going to be a backseat driver or passenger seat driver. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not going to dictate my child's life. I'm going to give you the keys. I've taught you how to drive. Go on your journey. Now, the fact of the matter is that journey takes a long time. If you're fortunate 
to play itself out. Yeah. And along the way, you may decide to join somebody else's journey. And this is what I said in that post. Bill and Melinda Gates, at some point, were driving side by side or walking. Let's say they're walking. I don't care. They say they decided to give up the car because they wanted to take a slower stroll through life. And they decided to walk their path. But they decided to walk this path together. And they were walking in the same direction with the same goals, the same interests for a long time. And then they got to a point where it's like, I'm tired of walking in this direction. I want to go in that direction. And the fact of the matter is, it's still Bill's journey. It's still Melinda's journey. We can't move in the same direction anymore. We got 25 years of history. We've got 25 years of tracks that we can recall. And we're still going to end up at the same place, dead. Yeah. That's inevitable. Dead and family. No, dead is where you're going to end up at. Family, we got over the course of that time we spent together. But I may have a new family. I may want a son. I may want this. I may want that. And somebody said it. Some people are in your life for a period, for a season. Mm -hmm. Some people are in your life forever. Mm -hmm. The only people that are supposed to be in your life forever are the people that brought you here. Mm-hmm. are the people you were born with. Your parents can never not be your parents. Hmm. Your brothers and sisters can never not be your sisters. Your children can never not be your children. But whether or not they sit in the passenger seat or the back seat, it's completely up to you. This is still your journey. Bill and Melinda have just decided that we're not going in the same direction anymore. It don't mean I got to hate you. It just means I need to go. I need to take my car or jump back on my bike or tell this one and I'm going right and you're going left. Yeah. I'm not going to forget what happened for the last 25 years. It's not going to be dismissed because we're no longer we on the same road. We don't have to be disconnected. We don't have to be in, I, I know your phone number, you know mine. Yeah. I know where I know how to get a hold of you. I know your car when I see it drive past me. If I want to wave or blow the horn, I can do that. I'm not going to try to run you off the road because we're now moving in two different directions. And that's where we screw up at. We feel like, okay, well, we we made this vow till death do us part, which means we can't split until we die. Take it from somebody that's done it. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Right. Sure can. It can, it can and, happen. And guess what? It may need to happen. Yeah. And I truly believe, and a lot of people might hate me for saying this, I believe that the marriage process in America is the biggest problem with relationships. Yes. It's the reason why men struggle to be vulnerable with their partners yeah. because they can't feel comfortable being themselves because they have this obligation yeah. to be what these vows say I was going to be. That's not who I am anymore. Yeah. I'm not that guy anymore. I've grown out of that. I think different now. My taste buds are different. My sense of smell is different. My interests are different. And guess what? I, when I get a marriage, I mean, a, a driver's license, I have to renew it to say I still know how to drive. I'm still capable of operating this vehicle. Why is marriage any different? I think it should be a renewal every fucking five years. <laughs> five, three, five, seven years, something, something. You know what I mean? Because things change. And that don't necessarily mean I'm going to leave my partner, but I can... I can be honest with my partner yeah. about we, where we I am in this relationship. relationship. And we figure out what was going on in that relationship. And that for don't those mean last we five years. do not love each other. Not at less. all. Yeah. 
We just don't believe that what we used to believe. we still want to be in this relationship, we sign up for it. We, we do it again. What did, what did Ali say? If you're the same person at 20 that you is at 30, you done wasted 10 years of your life or something like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we may not grow together. We may be moving in two different directions. But now we're trapped. And I'm supposed to somehow be vulnerable with you. That's a struggle. Yeah. Let's reassess our relationship. Let's determine how comfortable I can be being vulnerable and then I can determine how to move forward. I was thinking respect was one of the biggest parts of friendship. Um, the Joe Button shit going on, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about respect, but it might be vulnerability now that I'm on this podcast. Like, how vulnerable am I able? That might be one of the biggest judges of our friendship is how vulnerable I can be with you without you exposing it and then trying to use it and manipulate it towards your benefit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like some- and that, that's one of my buzzwords. You know, when I first did this podcast, I, I, I made a list of topics. I made a list of catchphrases, keywords. Vulnerability has always been number one on that list. Brene Brown, if you never heard that name before, just pay attention to some of her conversations. Brene Brown goes through the process of making it very obvious to people how important it is to be honest enough with the people around you to truly be honest with yourself. And that means being vulnerable, being able to say, there are certain things that I'm just incapable of doing (laughs) because I'm human. Mm -hmm. And despite being a man, I still can't do it. And if I'm not man enough to let another man know or to to allow another man to help me through that process, then I'm the weaker individual. You need to work on yourself. You need to work on yourself. Yeah. And every single episode we have come back to the same thing, don't it? Yeah. You got to work on yourself. You got to work on yourself. If you want to be a man, be man enough to say, I don't know how to do this. That's right. Be man enough to say, I'm afraid. Be man enough to cry. Be man enough to be, you know, to let your wife make a decision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To not draw that hard line in the sand and say, I'm the man of this house. It's going to be this way or we're done. Be man enough to say... Um, I'm sorry. Today, I do want to share my feelings. Mm-hmm. I do want to let you know what's going on. And I don't expect you to get no feedback, but I just want to share today. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily all good. Because, you know, we're the hero to a lot of our partners. Or at least our children. You know what I mean? Daddy never has a problem. I remember when Darrell died, dude, I cried like a three-year-old. I had snot on my knees. But guess, I I didn't feel weak in that moment. That was, I was hurt. That's what I had to do. And I'm okay with being hurt. Didn't hurt my feelings to be hurt. Ain't no guy walk up to me talking about some looking dude with snot on his nose because he got his throat slashed. (laughs) Just because I'm hurt. Hypothetically. No, literally. (laughs) Just because I'm hurt and just because I'm in a weakened state don't take away from my manhood. It adds to my humanity. And we have to get past this idea that, man, I can't I want to I need my dude to help me out. But I can't tell him I'm in this weakened state because I'm a star sniffler. He think right. He (laughs) thinks I'm God or he thinks that I'm the tough one. He thinks that I'm the strong friend. Maybe you are the strong friend when I need you to be. But sometimes you need me to be. If I'm humble enough to do it, why can't you be? 
Those are the things, those are the conversations that I think we really need to be comfortable enough to have with each other. Now, I play poker. Love it. Anybody want to get a poker game going? <laughs> holla at your boy. <laughs> Otherwise, just call. That's why we do the consulting thing. Yeah. Because sometimes you might need it to be a third party. It may not necessarily be your friend. It may be a third somebody who don't know your real name. It could be a voice on the other end of the phone. That's why they have confessions at church. You go into a booth, never say your name, don't know who was on the other side, spill your guts, walk out the door. Because it's good to get that shit off your chest. We have to let go of that weight. As men, we have to learn how to do that. The best person to do it with is probably at home. The next person to do it with is probably a friend. And if you don't have them to, find somebody else. Go to church. Nah, Boosie said it last week on the, on the last pod, the GB7 podcast. You can find that on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you can go to your doctor and tell them yep. anything about you. And they can't go in the next room and be like, you know what's going on with him? Right. He like, you can tell them literally everything that you feel bad about yourself. Right. And they can tell you what they can do to help. And they can't tell nobody. Right. It's and confidentiality, yeah. Something in, in our community, I'm speaking the black community, is we are ashamed to admit any type of vulnerability, whether it's health, mental health. Yeah. Um, Physical, right? Yeah. yeah, I heard y'all talking about that. Even financial. Like right. sometimes you can be down bad, family down bad, and you just scared to call somebody and be like, hey, man, can I use a couple dollars or can you help me with something like right. sometimes our vulnerability and our level of not sharing shit is at such a high level that you hurt yourself yeah you know what i'm saying right so if you got that those people you need to reach out that's, that's exactly right. it and we all have them we just got to be honest enough about who they are and honest enough with ourselves to actually let them do that part to let them do their part to help you get past this problem. And that's that's an internal battle. But as men, we got to stop fighting it. Because yeah. all we're doing is complicating our own lives for our children, for our wives, for our girlfriends, for our bosses. Because that, that weight that you're carrying, it goes everywhere with you. It goes to work with you. It goes to sleep with you. Facts. It goes everywhere with you. Let that shit go. <laughs> Please. Before it kills you. Facts. And that's it. Dave, I appreciate you coming through. Let me get that out. He's my dude. Little bruh. Love you. Y'all know why now. Like I said, listen to the GB7 podcast. The guy has his own jewels. He spits them out a little different than I do. But it's always entertaining. And like you. I said. I appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. This is AG's Convos. And AG's Convos. We gonna show you how the world goes. AG's Convos. We gonna show you how the world goes.